This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Morning Beat. Let's crank this thing out. I've got Lil Nas X tickets tonight. I got to get out of here. I'm excited. Oh, my God. I'm going, I'm going out on a school night, kids. That's very exciting. I have a little bit of anxiety. I don't know that I'm quite his demo anymore. I'm like 42. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I know I'm going to get there tonight, and these kids are going to be so cool and so young and have, like, these outfits planned, and I'm probably going to wear my concert shirt, which is the same shirt it's I wear. It's a very you thing to wear. I wear it every concert. It's black. It's shimmery. It's a long-line shirt. It makes me feel cool, and I've worn it to, like, three concerts, and I can't think of what else to wear tonight, so I'm nervous. Well, it's going to be so fun. Listen, yeah. I feel like Little Nas X isn't that type of concert. It really is all about fun and inclusivity and just enjoying yourselves. I'm excited to see him uh, do his, his number and his little uh, pink uh football jersey and pants that's cute like the the shoulder pads yeah have you seen it like the bedazzled shoulder pads yeah that's kind of hot i think we're like eighth row tonight too so i'm super super excited so fun but i I will be even more tomorrow tired tomorrow if that's even possible i just feel like since the weather has changed the last couple weeks i'm sleepy yeah i will say we are leaving for greece Uh. this week and i we started packing yesterday and i didn't sleep oh wait i've been up Oh. All night. I feel like I... Is that why you're in a onesie right now? Yes. It's adorable. Thank you. You know, I'm tired. <laughs> but I was like, oh my... I feel like it finally hit me. Like, so much has happened the past month. And then it hit me last night. And I was like, oh my God. Okay, we're going to Greece. And then I was like, I literally haven't even prepared outfits, anything. Like, I just... It hit me last night. And I was like, okay, so gal. much fun. I've dreamt of going to Greece my whole life. We're trying to go in the next year, but I've never been. And you get to go and perform, which is really amazing. Well, you know, it's fun. We're not going on the typical Greece-Israel trip. Like, we're actually going to Athens, and we're going to, like, more of the museum culture and more of the, like... um, it's spiritual culture Historical. in Jerusalem, yeah, of course. which wouldn't necessarily be my vibe. Like, I'd be like, take me to the beach immediately. I feel like it would be now. But right now, yeah. I feel like, especially in the state of the world, I need to get super grounded. Yeah. Like, I need to know what's been going on in the world. Like, I want to see all the history and just see where people have come from, you know? Yeah. It's always important to look backwards uh, before we look forwards because we're so like we're so ready to always move, 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 move. 
and we forget. That's I love watching his history documentaries and 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 reading about history because like so much of what we're experienced we've experienced before, but it feels brand new to us. Right. Because technology is different, so we feel like everything's different. Well, no, the, the human like condition is still the same. We still desire you know, some sense of normalcy and love and protection and all those things. And they still exist. It's just, uh, you have to look at different places to find them. Yeah. Sometimes you have to look backwards. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be a great trip for you. I can't wait. I'll be going to Ohio while you're gone. That's going to be so, so much fun. Really Equally as fun. Basically the same. Greece, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, there but you're going to spend time with your family, which will be so I will. amazing. Really your mom's going to love it. Taking my sister out to dinner this weekend. Yeah. Can't wait to do that. Is Emil going with you? No, just me this time. That'll be nice, though. Yeah, he's going to stay uh, stay here in L.A. with uh, our son, Kingston. Good. The Woodle. The Woodle. Yeah. So, the baby dog. Really, really good stuff coming up. Uh, we have a great show today. We have a lot of really exciting guests joining us today. Doc Halligan to talk about... Um, uh, uh, keeping pets safe as Halloween is coming up right, right around the corner. Also, Dr. James Simmons talking about using uh, diabetes injections to lose weight. What? Okay. Okay. I want to know more about that. All right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. Take it away. Okay, babe. Former President George W. Bush is returning to Washington with his wife, Laura, in December, where they'll be recognized for their work on the international fight against HIV and AIDS. The Bushes will receive the Global Leadership Award for establishing the president's emergency plan for AIDS relief, or PEPFAR, in 2003. The U.S. Global Leadership Coalition announced that it will honor Bush and the former First Lady on World AIDS Day, December 1st, during its annual tribute celebration. Now, PEPFAR is noted as the largest commitment by any nation to address a single disease. The U.S. government has spent nearly $100 billion towards HIV response since its inception. It's saved upward of 21 million lives and prevented millions of infections from increasing burdens in more than 50 countries, most notably Africa and the Caribbean. You know what's interesting? We've spent that many billions of dollars and saved millions of lives. Wait, nobody ever hears about those things. Why don't we we celebrate that? I mean, mean? this is the time to celebrate it. Why not connect as a species and say, look, we've helped these people and they've helped us and we've all helped each other. And that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Especially with all the sad news right now. We would love that. All right, let's get into weather. 56 in D.C. today, 63 in Dallas, 68 in Seattle, 75 in San Francisco, 88 in L.A. today, and 93 in Palm Springs. Well, that I need to go buy a mesh tank top now to go to the concert. Yeah, it's going to be hot out. Or I can just borrow one for my husband. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's got a lot of them. All right, give us a vibey. You're never too important to be nice to people. Yeah. You hear about James Corden getting ripped? <gasps> what is that? He got banned from a restaurant in uh, Baltazar, I think, in New York City because apparently his wife ordered an omelet and it was wrong the first time there was a hair in it. He sent it back and she ordered an omelet substituting a salad for fries and it came out a second time with fries and he went off on the server. This is the story. And then the manager came out. The manager says he was very nice. He comped a bunch of champagne for them and everything was fine. But then the server was in tears. And so they banned him. Then James Corden went back to the restaurant. This all happened in like June too. And it's just now breaking. James Corden went back to the restaurant or called the restaurant profusely apologized. And the manager said anybody who's willing to be that humble and apologize is unbanned. And we accept the apology. 
Wow. I, James I read it, though, that it was two different occasions. He was disrespectful one no. time and then a second time. Yeah. Uh-uh, come on. But I don't understand. You would never think that from James Corden. I know. It's awful. And we were servers, bartenders. Like, you know if there's one thing that sets you off is your partner getting messed with. And if his wife's meal was off over and over again and she was upset, that might make him more upset. I hear that. But also, don't be disrespectful. Oh, never. No, we were servers. Like I Crazy. I'm not okay with that. So a mom in Texas is being dragged by her followers on TikTok. Uh, and for, she's being called a bad mom, being called effed up. Um, and because something she does uh, with and to her children about every 11 days or so, every 10 days or so, uh, take a listen to this TikTok. Why don't you put those on your lips? Ready? One, two, three. Ow, not coming. Ow, mom. All right, girl, now you got two eyebrows. No more Florida's brow. Okay, so that's uh, audio of her on the TikTok um, waxing the eyebrow, the unibrow of her three-year-old daughter. And it's racked up over 28 million views on TikTok. People are going wild over this video and calling her every type of name in the world. And she, but here's the thing. She posted this. And wrote, I don't care, I don't care, I'd rather y'all call me a bad mom before I let my three-year-old walk around with a unibrow like my parents did with her. Is she protecting the kid or is she teaching her bad beauty standards? Okay, I will give you an example. Because you're Harry. The Harry, my mom said, (laughs) I looked like a little baby monkey when I came out. I just literally, I was like dark and hairy and it was just everywhere. (laughs) And I... um. When I turned, I don't know, like nine, I was sitting on the bus and this boy, David Knight, was like, ew, why are your legs so hairy? And none of the girls were really that hairy yet, but I like have black hair. I was so embarrassed and devastated. I went home and I shaved my legs and I cut my legs all up. And my mom was like, oh my God, girl, like what happened? And I was like, if you don't shave them, I will. And it's pretty young. I I might even been like eight I was really young. The way you react to things is like a character in a movie. I love it. Like I went home and I shaved my legs and I cut them. Well, because I was eight. I can like picture the scene. I had like no idea how to use a razor. (laughs) I just seen what my mom did. But you know, they're very easy to cut. And so I remember my dad having a problem with me shaving my legs so early. But my mom was like, "Rocky, she's embarrassed and she's getting made fun of, and Mm. I don't want her to feel embarrassed." But I was eight, and I knew I was getting made fun of. Like, this little baby's only three. Yeah, she's a preschooler. Her name's Bliss. And apparently the mother uh, does this every 10 days or so to her daughter, who's also 11, and her 20-year-old stepson. And they're all into it. They want it because they all have – she said, my Hispanic mother did not do this for me. And I was bullied my entire childhood, and it was horrible. And I do not want that to happen to my kids. And all of my kids consent to this. And I don't care if you're three or, or 20. They're saying She's saying they're, they consent to this. And listen, it might be easy to be like, judge her for this. And I get that. And she's asking for judgment by posting that video, by the way. She's looking for an argument. Totally. Right? Um, but also, certain ethnicities, certain cultures, like they, they just grow more hair. Than others, right? Yeah. If you're Middle Eastern, you might have very thick eyebrows. You might have a unibrow and a lot of hair. Look at look at Jennifer Aiden on Real Housewives of New Jersey and her family. Her kids have the bushiest eyebrows. They're gorgeous. Yeah. But they have a lot of hair. Yeah. And so if your kids are being, you know, they're afraid. Listen, I don't like to tell parents how to parent. 
No. Now, to put them on TikTok and get 28 million views, that's a, that's a different conversation. But the kid seems to be fine with it. Yeah. I mean, if the baby's okay with it, that's fine. She said 10 seconds of pain uh, from the wax is like, nothing in it, comparison to the what's trauma. What's it going to teach them? I understand. You could, you could make the argument like, oh, you could teach them to love their bodies and love themselves the way they are. Well, we cut our hair. Why do we do that? Why don't we slow our hair? Yeah. You can, you can cut your eyebrows Listen, with wax. I never, ever was happier more than when my mom shaved my legs. And to this day at 34, I'm happy she did it then. Mm. Like, it was awful. They you, were so mean to me. Do you know how to shave your legs now? That's the no, question. No, Lisa now shaves my legs. Got it. That actually is probably very true. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm obsessed with Ted Lasso. The show is so good. Jason Sudeikis wins all the Emmys for it as the most likable coach in the world. But is the actor, Jason Jason Sudeikis, really the same as Ted Lasso, the character? Maybe not if you listen to one person. What's popping? Okay, so this is interesting. Uh, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde released a joint statement to come together to slam their children's former nanny for making false accusations. They said, as parents, it's incredibly upsetting to learn that a former nanny of our two young children would choose to make such false accusations about us publicly. Her now 18th month, 18-month long campaign of harassing us as well as loved ones, close friends and colleagues has reached its unfortunate place. We will continue to focus on raising and protecting our children with a sincere hope that she will now choose to leave our family alone. Apparently, this former nanny went to the Daily Mail um, anonymously and talked about how Jason actually found out that Olivia was sleeping with Harry Styles through an old Apple Watch. Mm. It was, in fact, an affair. He threw himself in front of her car when she chose to leave to go see Harry. Um, And then things just really, really spiraled. He fired the nanny after he got drunk, uh, refused to allow anybody to play Harry Styles' music in the home. (laughs) Oh, Um, no watermelon sugar. Yeah. And I guess was very, very emotional with her. I guess but my confusion is, why would you go to the press and say that? And unanimously. like Not unanimously. I mean, ana- anonymously. <laughs> anonymously. <laughs> anonymously. I, I voted, and I'm the only one. Yeah. And it's unanimous. Um, I don't think, listen, I don't know that the Daily Mail pays for stories, but people pay for stories all the time. And I believe two things. One, she's trying to make some money. Maybe write a book. Yeah. Right? Like to capitalize off the popularity of this breakup, of Ted Lasso, of the Ugh. of the Harry Styles of it all, right? Uh that's one thing. On but I also believe that she's probably telling the truth. Oh, she probably totally is telling the truth, yeah. but it's not her truth to tell. And that in a weird way, it sounds like so salacious to be like and then, and then Jason Sudeikis threw himself in a car in a drunken stupor trying to stop his wife from going to sleep with one of the most, you know, iconic performers in the world. I would probably do the same. Like to me, it makes it makes him kind of relatable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm probably getting drunk and trying to like beg my partner not to leave as well. Oh yeah. Well, she didn't like make them look bad. Yeah, they got a whole family together. Yeah. But they're but they're saying just but they feel like she's making them look bad because they don't want that that part of the story out there. Yeah, but I I do hate that part about Hollywood. Like yeah. let them hold their own business. Yeah, breakups uh, are rough. Yeah, they really are. And you go to a crazy place when you lose the love of your life or think you may. What's the craziest thing you ever done? And somebody we went through a breakup. I, 
Name the year, honey. Name the year. <laughs> One time when me and Lisa would start, when we started dating, I was like terrified of her love. It really ultimately just was. I had trust and abandonment course, issues. And when she started loving me too much, I'd throw a big fight with her. Yep, same. So I would leave. I'd be like, that's it. Enough. We had like the best, most amazing day. And at the end of the day, I said, I can't do this. It's over. And she was like, what? Devastated. I left her loft. And then I sat there for like three hours and then I marched myself back up there and I knocked on the door and I said, I'm coming back in. And I got back in and I laid in her bed and she was like, wow, this is wild. She's like, this is the beginning of a long roller coaster ride and I'm, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> and she buckled up, honey, because safe to say I went to couples therapy, but... I don't, I've probably done a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. You know, but like we're wounded. We're unhealed. We're doing our best. I've never done a thing like I that. I believe never, that. Not once. No, I, I... I'm always, I just, I just, I just stew in my own mind and then and self implode. Okay. Usually. So I hear that. That's my route. I hear that deeply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Coming up this hour on the show, is Hollywood's new secret to losing weight a quick fix or a quick way to ruin your health? We're asking Dr. James and What the Health coming up in about 12 minutes from right now. Also this hour, uh, help, my wife is leaving me for a sperm donor. <gasps> that's that's what I never really considered. That's actually kind of wild. Oh, no. So we're having that conversation. Listen, Chloe keeps having babies with Tristan even though she's not with him because she wants the kids to have the same DNA. Yeah. What if, what if you, what if you want to be with the biological parent of your child even if you never met them in your life? But they happen to wow. be the sperm donor. That's <laughs> such an interesting thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And really sad for the partner. Yeah. And then heartbreak over on the set of Dancing with the Stars. Uh, Michaela has that story for you oh at the God, end of the hour in What's Poppin'. A lot of good stuff coming up. Stick around for all of it. Absolutely, honey. Why? Because what else do you have to do on this Tuesday morning? We're fun. Nothing. Let's have fun together. Just listen to us. That's right. Enjoy us. Want to hear Michaela do in. some uh, news on the beat? Everybody, let's vote. Who wants to hear Michaela? 
My hand's up. Vanessa, your hand up. That's two. Oh, she's voting. Okay. Two out of three. Okay, can't wait. You're up. Uh, Out Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg has become one of the most in-demand surrogates on the campaign trails of Democrats across the country running in the midterm elections, while President Joe Biden is still requested more often than he is. Requests for appearances from Buttigieg have surpassed those from Vice President Kamala Harris. Some of this can be explained by the fact that it is far more expensive for Harris to travel anywhere due to the costs of the added security. In addition to the increased scrutiny, Harris is under from Democrats and Republicans alike. But it's also due to the fact that people just love Pete Buttigieg. We do. And I think people are kind of cold on Kamala. Like she kind of came out hot and then... (gasps) Listen to me. Just nothing. I went to the Abbey when she went to the Abbey to give that speech two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. And when I'm, she was running for president. Yes. Yeah. And I met her. I got a photograph with her. I was so excited. She was so nice to me. That was like my queen. Also, I had like the biggest crush on her ever. Well, she was nice to you. That's all you needed. You're like, I'm going to vote for her. Yeah, but also I loved everything. She was standing for a woman. Like, it was amazing. And then I, I really feel so disappointed. Like, I just really haven't heard anything well, from the, her. The vice presidency is about the least important job in the world because they have no like really as they le- they like head up the Senate and that only really happens when there's a 50-50 vote which does happen quite often for her actually but the vice president doesn't do anything. They don't actually have any power at all. Yeah. So but 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 for example, even the thing that really bothered me, everyone was talking about Masa Amini and what's happening in Iran. Mm-hmm. It took her so long. Like, she's a woman. like, yeah. And that was her whole platform. Like, you don't have to do anything. Just mm-hmm. be a strong woman. Even Roe v. Wade. Like, they're just, there weren't even, there have not been even conversations You'd that have been had. you more from her during these times especially. Yeah, because that's what her whole campaign was. Uh-huh. So, I, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. At least I do. And I love people to You know, we had um, a couple of my parents' friends at our wedding down in Mexico. And they're kind of Trumpers. They're kind of Republican. I try to not think about it because they're lovely people. Yeah. And the conversation came up because their daughter is like a really good friend of mine. And the the conversation came up and they called her uh, Camilla DeVille. Oh. And I think that's like the nickname that conservatives call her. She says she's awful. And I said, what exactly about her do you not like? I think she's just awful. And it's, again, it's the sort of like the way that, listen, I don't think she's done a lot to deserve a lot just yet, to be honest. But it's kind of the way they treated Hillary Clinton for a long time. The difference is Hillary had a resume. Kamala. Yeah, but Hillary spoke up. Yes, of course she did. And Hillary was doing so much work before she was ever. so many years. I mean, she was protecting women. Mm -hmm. Lisa literally went to a a rally that Hillary did a million years ago because Mm -hmm. she loved Hillary so much. And it was in front of like a Planned Parenthood and they were like working. She don't give an F. No. But Kamala's kind of like, so I get the Camilla DeVille. I I mean, I don't know if that's what I would call her. I don't want to name call. I'm just disappointed in how she's stood up for women's rights and women's rights around the world. You better call her a name. And I'm mad that she didn't download Hands Off. You're single? Mm Mm-hmm. How do you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 63 in Boston, 47 in Chicago, 81 in Orlando, 88 in Vegas, 88 in L.A., and 93 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. You're never too important to be nice to people. Just be nice. Tell that to James Corden, who's in a heap of trouble right Mm -hmm. now. He even tried to apologize, but they're not unbanning him. They're mad at him. 
Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What the Health with Dr. James Simmons. Dr. James, thank you for being here. How are you? Thanks, Dr. James. I am doing very well. Good morning, my love. How are y'all? We're good. We're good. That was the old school intro music to Grey's Anatomy, by the way, for anybody Mm. listening. Uh, The new season is phenomenal, so tune in. Check it out. It finally got good again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dr. James, though, uh, you work in a real actual hospital, though, and you you help real patients in real time. And you also take that help to your social media where you did an Instagram uh, reel recently talking about uh, a new weight, like weight loss fix, possibly, and why celebrities are being blamed uh, for the inability to get it, to get a prescription at the pharmacy. Why don't you break that down for us? Yeah, I would be happy to. So you, you've been hearing about this a lot. In fact, I was in a Twitter exchange conversation uh, with Andy Cohen. I guess he never directly tweeted me, but tweeted others in a large conversation we were having a couple of weeks ago because he tweeted something that said, everyone's showing up this season 25 pounds lighter. They're all taking Ozempic. What happens when they stop taking it? And so I, being the person that I am, was like, oh, I'm going to respond to Andy and let him know exactly what happens when people stop taking it. And that, that tweet sort of went a little bit viral. And what this has done is actually caused sort of a larger conversation because Andy Cohen is not the first person talking about how so many celebrities in particular are taking this particular medication showing up thinner. So what are these medications? The GLP-1 agonists are sort of like the class of medications that they are. And these medications were originally uh, prescribed for diabetes. Oh, we kind of started in like 2014, 2015. And they work really, really well to help control people's blood sugar who have type 2 diabetes. What also was happening were that these individuals, kind of without trying a ton, were losing a bunch of weight sometimes as much as 10 or 15% of their overall body weight, which is kind of a lot. So as these medications started to evolve, researchers were like, hey, we're onto something here. Maybe this can help people who really struggle with obesity. And so the medications started being used off-label to help people lose weight. And then the actual type of medication, the, the semeglutide is like the, the drug name or Ozempic, was reformulated into something called Wagovi, which is the now marketed only for weight loss. And then there's another one that just came out on the market for diabetes. It's only approved for diabetes now, but it's soon to be approved for weight loss. And that one's called Monjaro. Well, for a number of different reasons, there have been supply chain issues with all of these medications. Some of it is the supply chain issues we're all facing in like the rest of the world. Some of it is actually like the injector for Ozembic was actually not working really well. They had the wrong parts, so they couldn't, they had a ton of the drugs. They just had no way to inject it into people until they fixed that. So there was a shortage of Ozembic. They also are, listen, we, we live in a capitalist society and big pharma is hanging on to some of the supply because there is so much demand and these medications can run without insurance as much as thirteen or $1,400 a month. Well, <sighs> Dr. James Simmons, when I got diagnosed with PCOS, I was, diag- uh, I was prescribed metformin and spironolactone, which are also distributed, I, th- I think, to uh, people with diabetes. Um, are those also... Dr- are, are, is it proving that these types of drugs as well are causing weight loss? And why is that? Is it because some of them are like water diuretics? What's happening? 
So, well, I mean, you you just set me up for about a three-hour-long lecture. If, I mean, if we well, really want it, but I'm guessing hours. we only have about two minutes left. Yeah. So, uh, spironolactone is a uh, what's called a case-bearing diuretic. So, it is a diuretic that does have people um, urinate a lot. So, maybe you're going to have a little bit of weight loss from that. Metformin is a, an old-school diabetes drug that's been around for a long time. We've always known with metformin that when people first start taking it, sometimes they lose five to eight pounds just overall. Um, it's not really a great weight loss medication. What's unique about these new medications is that they are, they, these GLP-1 agonists act as a really strong appetite suppressant. There is also something else going on in these medications that is managing our hormones, primarily insulin. And so in people who have type 2 diabetes, it is bringing their overall blood sugars down, which also brings their insulin down. But even in people who do not have diabetes but are obese or overweight, they often, we, I am one of those people, often have something called insulin resistance, where insulin is really, really high in our body. Insulin causes us to, I'm really simplifying this, but insulin causes us to store fat at very high rates. If we can bring insulin down and stop the insulin resistance cycle in our body, we start to lose weight. So what we have known for a really long time, and this is why I got so, you know, kind of fired up in my video yesterday. What we've known for a really long time is that obesity is not just a calories in, calories out thing. If there, I know so many people who work out really well, eat probably pretty well, maybe could eat a little better. But me, this, you're like, talking about this, me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and a lot of us, yeah. but this like, oh, you don't have any willpower. You're not strong enough you're not eating, you're intentionally eating the wrong things, all of this stuff, that's why you're fat, completely ignores a, an, a massive body of research that we have that most of obesity is a hormonal dysfunction. And until we address the hormone aspect of this, all the like diet and exercise in the world isn't going to create long-lasting, sustainable weight loss. And more importantly, mitigate the health impacts of obesity like hypertension diabetes things like that i'm so glad you said that i had to get i got my uh testosterone tested a few months ago and had to get on some medication to raise my testosterone levels because i was like i'm eating so clean i work out like mm -hmm. crazy my body is not getting like any like healthier looking as far as like my weight it's still kind of on the higher end um and this has been an interesting conversation. Now, we're not blaming Hollywood. It's not Hollywood actors who are the reason, like you said, it's big pharma. Um, but in a very Hollywood response, uh, there was an article in Variety recently, and one uh, high-level publicist, a talent publicist, had this to say, who cares? Everyone who works in this business has irritable bowel syndrome anyway. That's the full statement. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so How funny. You I, know, I, I think it's a, celebrities are a really easy you know, target for this. I, you know, the, the person who did the article in the Wall Street Journal, the one I was reacting to so much yesterday, uh, just there was a lot of fat shaming and a lot of fat stigma. And we're going to see this. We're seeing it all the time now. We see it in medical institutions, let alone with journalists and, you know, any random schmo on Twitter. And so I think what it, this does is it really misses the larger conversation, particularly when 42 percent of the United States is considered obese. Almost 60 percent of us are considered overweight. This is a public health crisis that has a lot of stigma and a lot of shame around it. 
that is unnecessary and undeserved. And until we sort of like change the paradigm of the conversation, we're not going to fix it. Well, Dr. James Simmons, we love talking to you. Thank you for debunking misinformation as always for what the health. This is so wild to me and it's something I never really fully considered. Insane. Uh, This person's writing in asking for advice uh, on their relationship, saying I'm a married lesbian with children, two boys aged nine and 11. I've been with my wife for 17 years. The first five years, uh, it was just pure chemistry. Best sex of our lives. Yeah. Right? A lot of people can relate to that. Uh, then we found a man who would become our sperm donor, and he eventually became part of the family. He's wealthy, kind, cultured, generous, well-educated, well-traveled, and he loves us and our children. He's technically the biological father of these children, right? So there's a connection there. Um, and while she identifies as a lesbian, she's now leaving her wife to be with the sperm donor. Okay, this story is crazy because- Is this, is this, this happen? Is this common? The wife is a narcissist. What she goes on to say is, she didn't realize she married a trophy wife. She does everything for the boys. She cooks, she cleans, she shops, and she's the breadwinner. The woman who's leaving? No. The, the other woman, woman is the trophy wife. The woman who's leaving is the trophy wife. Oh, the woman who's leaving, yeah, is the trophy oh, wife. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the the one that's like devastated writing in, she's like, I've done everything for 17 years. And even despite not wanting a third child, she coerced me into having a third baby. We tried and tried and tried, and then she had two miscarriages, which finally led her to realize we're not going to have a third baby. But then went to her wife and was like, also, I think it's time we tell the kids we're not in a relationship because I'm going to be with their father. And now this wife is completely taken off guard. I mean, imagine 17 years. She's done absolutely everything and then was the breadwinner and then was kind of disrespected by the trophy wife. And to make matters worse, their friends are all the same. They've had this whole okay, life together. So I'm wrapping my brain around this now. The one being left had all made there's the breadwinner she yes. made the money and did everything like l- l- let's say that like uh, assuming the pretty young one is the one who's leaving who was right. the trophy wife right and is now going on to greener pastures yes with mind. the biological dad ay, ay, ay. but she's like also it's so complicated because she doesn't want us to tell anybody but like for 17 years we've had this relationship socially where like that's my wife wait i feel like He's you know the sperm the, donor. this couple you're talking about i'm like you know him I just read the article, my love. <laughs> it sounds like you actually have an yeah. invested interest in this. Yeah, because it's crazy. I mean, the story's wild and not something that even as a lesbian I would think about. You know, Lisa and I um, are looking forward to having children, and we've been very adamant in our search for sperm donors. Um, oh, my Oh my God. But, like, I, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine I, if Lisa left me for the sperm donor, vice versa. I just can't wrap my brain around it. And this is why I've, I've been asked to be a sperm donor a couple times in my life, and I've always said no. Because I want to have my own kids someday and I don't want, for me, I couldn't see like my features in a child and not be a part of their life. And I don't think it would be fair to whoever the parents are to like have that looming over them. Well, yeah. And I, co- and I also am the type of person that I couldn't just like not know for my entire life. So well, there's no win-win scenario for me in that. In that. So I, but I think that the funny thing about a trophy wife or a trophy husband, at some, at some point, that trophy is going to get tarnished. It's going to get old. It's not going to be the trophy it once was. And nobody stays young and pretty and popping forever. Yeah. At some point, there needs to be some substance. And and so if this man wants to take that on, I'm more concerned about the kids. How confusing to the kids. Like, this is mommy and mommy. Got it. Now this is mommy and daddy, and that's mommy and mommy. But this guy's also your dad 
kind of. Well, that's what she's saying. She's like, what are we going to do? Just swap lives, swap partners out, and then still continue normally? Like, it's so sad. So, I mean... uh, I grew up with kids whose parents went through something kind of similar. One guy won the lottery, left his wife, right? They both had kids, too. Left his wife, started sleeping with the woman across the street, literally across the street. So she then started... So then her husband started sleeping with that guy's wife, and they literally moved across the street. They swapped. And both couples stayed in the two houses, directly looking into each other's front windows every single day, right across the street, and their kids would just walk back and forth when they had to switch houses. That's wild. Isn't that the... That's... And let me tell you, it was traumatic for those kids. I knew yeah. them. I grew up with them. Yeah. I could see how they'd be very traumatic. <sighs> this is so sad. I feel bad for the wife that's been taking care of the kids and, and kind of got so blindsided. And, also, and the- a little bit of a warning... If you've got a little money, you've got your stuff together, don't necessarily go for like the hot young one who who seems like they might stick around just because they can't afford to leave you. Someday this could happen. Yeah, maybe. Date for love. Now I had the time of my life. No, I never felt like this before. Come on. One of the yes, greatest film songs of all time. Uh, and it was the swan song for one celebrity last night on Dancing with the Stars. This is heart, just heart wrenching. I've been watching this season. I don't know why I started watching. Uh, moved over to Disney Plus, and my husband and I watch every single week. Uh, what do you have for us, Michaela? What's popping? Well, it's so sad. Selma Blair is stepping down from Dancing with the Stars during the show last night. The Cruel Intentions actress said she just has to pull back after getting results from several MRIs. She said, I had these MRIs and the results came back and it all adds up to I cannot go on with the competition. My body is taking a hit and it could do extensive damage. It's so sad because a lot of people also thought that she could win this show, especially based off last night's performance. Uh, Not a dry eye in the house. The theme was most memorable year. Uh, Many people chose the year they met their spouse or they had their children. Uh, But Salma's was the year she was diagnosed with MS in 2017. I will say I've spoken at a few MS benefits and performed and it's devastating what it can do to your body and how quickly it can really uh, take your body out. I think she's had such an incredible run. Everybody only loves and respects her. Um, And even Sarah Michelle Gellar, her best, best friend, made a post on Instagram congratulating her BFF. Uh, She should be so proud. And she's changing the world, definitely, with performances like this and honoring herself. So... We love you. Love, love, love. She's been just a revelation all season long. Uh, It's interesting to watch because she can be dancing beautifully. And because of her MS, mid-dance, her leg will like lock up. And you see it happen. You see her struggling. And and she's fighting for every single step. And it's just, it's been a beautiful journey. And I uh, kudos to you, honey. I, I'm fully able and healthy right now, and I, I couldn't do the things she was doing out there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, coming up, how to keep our pets safe this Halloween season. We're joined by the one and only Doc Holligan next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring 
is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Got a jam-packed hour coming up for you if you're a pet owner or an animal lover. Uh, we've got Dr. Doc Halligan joining us to uh, talk about keeping our pets safe this Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we all know that you don't feed your dogs chocolate, right? But it goes so much deeper. There's so much more to consider uh, as we all get dressed up and head out this holiday. Uh, so we want to make sure you keep your pets safe. Yeah. Um, also... Are there any dumb reasons you get mad at your partner? A million. Can't wait to hear about them. Yeah. We're having that discussion uh, coming up a little bit later on. I'm going to share some audio of a guy uh, telling exactly why he got so mad uh, and why his mom got mad, apparently. Uh, <laughs> and then also in what's popping, if you are a member, are we talking, which one are we doing? Do you know which one we're doing? The BTS. Okay. So if you're BTS Army, mm-hmm. you might be heartbroken this morning. And this that, is crazy, yeah, yeah. and this just goes to show how it's different in other parts of the world. Yeah, and also the heartbreak might go on for quite a while, just so you know. If uh, if you haven't heard about this story yet, we're going to give you the update this hour. You know, I was one of the very first, if not the first, American um, uh, like entertainment journalist to interview BTS years ago. Before they were like a thing, they were nominated for uh, Viral Artist of the Year or something like that, or Top Social Media Artist or something at the Billboard Music Awards. And they didn't even come that year, right? They didn't come the very first year. The second year, I got to interview them when they did their first uh, award show performance in the United States, and I was the first person to interview them backstage while they were doing like their like the day before sound check. And let me tell you, when I posted that stuff on my social media, I think I got twenty thousand out of my like twenty four thousand followers on Twitter only from posting about BTS. Amazing. And it happened like overnight. They're wild. They've had number one hits. They're a K-pop group that's super, super, super talented. Um, but they're heart- breaking hearts. And you're telling us about that a little bit later on. Right now, though, it is time to get into some news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right. Well, a Michigan bill seeks to brand gender-affirming parents and doctors as child abusers and even proposes life in prison as a possible consequence for facilitating gender-affirming care. HB 6454 would amend the penal code to state that child abuse includes when someone knowingly or intentionally consents to, obtains, or assists with a gender transition procedure for a child. Should the bill pass, Michigan would become the second state to make gender-affirming care a felony 
after Alabama, though a judge has blocked part of Alabama's law from taking effect. Republicans across the country continue to advocate for laws banning youth from receiving gender-affirming care, even though multiple studies show that transgender youth experience high rates of uh, suicide and that access to affirming health care often leads to significant improvements in their mental health and quality of life. It's so funny how the, the conservatives talk about gender-affirming care and they talk about, like, hatchet jobs and how they're they're like like literally taking a hatchet to their genitalia and marjorie taylor green just talked about this a couple of days ago and the the terms they use are so first of all they're just barbaric Mm -hmm. and not even a little bit accurate yeah gender affirming care for for minors has nothing to do with surgery nothing it's 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 about uh listening to them keeping them safe um helping them regulate their hormones in a way that, that makes sense for their their gender and that's it and then once they're adults then they can make that, that decision so the way they try to paint this is if like surgeons are just taking a, a scalpel to children left and right it's just it's disgusting and inaccurate yes you're mm. totally right something else that's just awful Brittany Griner's 243rd day imprisoned in Russia. She'll be hitting her 32nd birthday. The WNBA star, who was arrested at a Moscow airport on February 17th, turns 32 years old. The athlete's lawyers filed an appeal, and hearings for that will begin October 25th. Uh, Now, it was previously told to people that if they don't have the appeal, then it won't be successful. And historically, appeals have not done much to change Russian prison sentences, but they are going to try. Uh, Like, as always, we're sending so much love to Brittany and her wife. 243rd day imprisoned in Russia. And those prisons are not like the U.S. prisons. No. Those are tough, hardcore prisons. Just... Not, not that American prisons are like, are like a day at the spa, but yes. No, it, no, no. Yeah, and you're also an American and a black queer woman in Russia. Yes. Where they literally kill queer people. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I thought that my 40th birthday during the height of the pandemic was difficult. Like, I was like, oh my God, I have to have an outdoor birthday at the beach. That's such a struggle. Yeah. She's turning 32 in prison. Yeah. In Russia. Awful. Ugh. Awful. All right, running out news this hour. The Cedar Grove Public Schools District reversed its decision to cancel a high school edition of the prom after intense backlash from LGBTQ students and their families. The prom is a Tony-nominated 2016 musical about a lesbian student who wants to bring her girlfriend to her school prom based on a federal lawsuit against the Itawamba County School District in Fulton, Mississippi. Uh, the district superintendent said the school will stage a high school edition of the play that has been modified by its creators for family audiences. That's frustrating. It's interesting, though, because it's taking place in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. And literally just yesterday, my husband and I are being featured in, in, a, in a magazine. Our wedding is right. A few of them. But one of them is actually going to print, which is pretty cool. And they're having like their magazine like release party the first week in December in Cedar Grove, New Jersey. The same town. Wow. This is where a lot of the housewives live. Remember Kathy Wilkie? Yeah. She's the one hosting the event with this magazine. Because I wow. think her daughter's getting married. She's featured in, on the cover probably. Um, but they invited this out to New Jersey. And all of a sudden I saw this today. I was like, wait, Cedar Grove. How do I know that? I literally just looked it up yesterday. So now I want to see when they're having the play. I want to go see it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, let's get into weather. 63 in Boston, 47 in Chicago, 81 in Orlando, 88 in Vegas, 88 in L.A., and 93 in Cathedral City. Now give us a vibe of the day. You're never too important to be nice to people. Just 
be nice. Yeah, just be a nice guy. It is that time of year again. You know, Halloween is right around the corner,、um, and we want to keep our pets safe. Correct. Like we love our pets, we invest a lot of time,、uh, a lot of heart into our pets. Oh yeah.、Um, and we all know, obviously, don't give your dog like chocolate, for instance. But there are other factors at play here to help us make sure we're keeping our pets safe this Halloween. Is Doc Halligan, our celebrity veterinarian? Thank you, Doc, for being here. How are you? Hi. Good morning. Well, so good morning, Docky. I want to ask you about something specifically that I caught myself doing the other day, and that was looking for costumes. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know my dog Kingston. He's a woodle. He's forty-two、mm-hmm. pounds. He's going to be two years、mm-hmm. old on November seventh. He's very much into everything right now.、Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes we put like a little jacket or a sweater on him in the winter when it gets really cold. But he's got a lot of hair. Is it actually safe to dress our pets in costumes, or are there things we should consider when we're doing so? Well, it's a great question because it's very popular to dress your pets: rabbits, chickens, cats, dogs, horses. For Halloween, because they're part of the family, there are dangers involved in dressing your pet.、Uh, I think the biggest one is、uh, if you if you try a costume on and your pet just、uh, just seems miserable, then just let it go. Put like a Halloween bandana around them, okay? Because、uh, some pets just don't enjoy having clothes on them. Other pets are fine with it; they love it. So、that's one thing. Number two, you have to pick a costume that is designed for your pet. You don't want to buy a kid's costume and put them on your pet because what happens is,、uh, at emergency, we'll see these pets that have ingested parts of the costume.、Um, something has caught on them and、uh, cut off some blood supply to a certain area.、Uh, so there are dangers to having your pet dress up in a costume. Um, your pet should be able to eliminate, go potty in the costume. They should be able to walk. They should be able to see in the costume. Okay, if you're dressing them, don't leave them unattended because that's when they'll chew off a button or something. You see what I'm saying? So if you're going to do it, do it safely. Make sure it's for the pet and that they like it,、um, and never leave them unattended in the costume. Okay, well, I'll say that I think a lot of dogs and pets get super agitated every time the doorbell rings or a knock on the door happens. So, if you're staying home this Halloween and you plan on just giving away candy, what's the best way to keep your pets relaxed so they don't get constantly annoyed by the constant knocking? Medication. <laughs> oh, I love medication. But but you know what? I my cat Ricky, he sometimes he has to have a gabapentin at night. Because he just drives himself nuts, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. So we have very safe and effective medicine for dogs that have anxiety, okay, or you know that might dart out. So it's better to go to the vet and get something because we just have great safe medication now. If you're having a party, you're having a lot of trick or treaters. The other thing, if you can't get to the vet. Put them in a back room, make a little nook for them, play some classical music or reggae, whatever toys. You know, keep them away from the commotion. Because I'm going to tell you, this is one of the most dangerous holidays for pets.、Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really is, and we we see it in emergency the next day.、Um, so you really have to be careful because there's just so many things like they can get burned by a candle, dart out the door.、Um, 
you know, eat things that they're not supposed to eat, right? All that candy, they can choke on things. Yeah, it's, it's not really a fun holiday for them. So um, you really want to be careful with your pets so they don't end up as statistic on Halloween. Yeah, and even even beyond the candy, too, like all those little plastic candy wrappers, oh, dogs yes. can choke on that sort of stuff. And I love your advice about creating the nook in a far back room because we've been mm-hmm. doing that lately. We, we give our dog, if we know we're going to be leaving, we give Kingston some CBD oil that's for pets. Um, and okay. it, it calms them down a bit. And then we make a little space for them in our bedroom, which is like in the far corner, so it's not near the front door or any other any other units in our building. And he really, he really, he really is great. One other bit of advice, and I'd love to get your take on this. And I'm not sure if it's the same for cats, because I'm not a cat owner, but I know for our dog, if we know that something's going to be coming up to give him anxiety, we take him for a really long walk beforehand, or take him to the dog park, and by then he's so exhausted he's less inclined to sort of react. Uh, is that advice you might you would give, or are we just overworking our dog? No, that's what you know. Caesar Milan says uh, a tired dog is a happy dog. So you know how you feel after you go to the gym or you go running, you exert yourself. Same thing. They have endorphins with cats. You know they have the uh, interactive toys with them. You know these toys, feather toys that make them run all over the place. They have the laser. Yeah, so you do want to tire them out. Um, as before you have a stressful event. But I'll tell you, we have gabapentin, which is a safe drug, plus trazodone. We use gabapentin in cats very safely, and we use the combination of trazodone and gabapentin, which is also very safe for pets that have anxiety before they come into the clinic. And uh, so it's, it's great to have that on hand, like, if you know your pet's going to have the anxiety, you know, it's okay to give them something um, and make them have less stress that night and, you know, just enjoy the night better. So don't, don't be afraid to ask your vet for something um, to have. And for this whole holiday season, yeah. Halloween, you know, triggers this fall, which I love fall. It's my favorite, but after Halloween, we've got Thanksgiving, then we have Christmas and we have New Year's. So we have a lot of dangers coming up for our pets. So if they have anxiety, talk to your vet. Well, mm. Doc Halligan, thank you as always for joining us. For more information, go to DocHalligan.com or download your podcast, Unleashed, wherever you download your podcast. Thank you so much and happy Halloween. Okay, happy Halloween. I'm sorry. So sorry. Hi, yeah, yeah. One husband in Maine is going viral on TikTok for his apologies to his wife. His name is Leighton. And some of these videos have gained millions of views, right? Uh. And they're absurd lists of all the things he's had to apologize to his wife for over the years. And if this isn't the most relatable list of things I've ever heard in my life. It's the most iconic thing I've ever read. And I... Lisa's literally had to apologize for all of these things. And it's ridiculous. Take a listen. More things I've apologized to my wife for... Uh, I was being too logical again. Uh, I think the Enlightenment happened like 300 years ago, but around here, the age of reason is still treated as sort of a buzzkill. Next, the missing TV remote was in <laughs> fact found closest to me. Uh, this followed a breakdown in the marital trust when I said, I'm not sitting on it. And she said, get up. And finally, I couldn't smell something. If you're looking to avoid the, why can't you smell that conversation I suggest immediately offering up either the trash or the garbage disposal as the culprits. 
This prevents other more problematic scenarios from being imagined, like the dead animal in the wall. <laughs> He's oh such a good God. sport. Wait, I love this guy. Uh, he also said, I went upstairs for the night without announcing it. Oh, God, don't do that. If I'm in the living room and Lisa goes into the bedroom without letting me know that she's taking herself in for the night... Oh, it's a war. Oh, you're honey. that person? Yes, I love this one. Oh, wife. you're not going to say goodnight to me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he also said, which I have a thousand percent done, he said, I had to apologize for using my brakes to save mine and my wife's lives. I underestimated the trauma the change in momentum would create for her. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, he said he's done a lot of these videos. So he always has like a top five list. And one of them was uh, he had to apologize because a guy on TV cheated on his wife. Amazing. Like, how many times has your partner or you been triggered because you see something and you're like, you better never do that to me. And all of a sudden your partner's like, what the, What are you talking about? We're watching a movie right now. Amazing. Not real life. I, he said that he had one time had to apologize because he, in fact, could not stop the wind. <laughs> <laughs> or he said one time he apologized because I didn't know that a closer parking spot was going to open up. <laughs> that one's so relatable. Oh, my God. Okay, this one, I don't know why it bothers me so much. My annoying questions about mysterious coffee stains. When Lisa has any kind of question <laughs> about a mysterious anything, I don't know what it makes me nuts. I'm like, I don't know, Lisa. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to tell you what this is. It feels like she's, uh, you feel like you're being triggered because you feel like she's accusing you of it. Yeah, probably. I, I react the same way too. Okay. We had an, an issue here in the studio <laughs> where one of the mics or something was broken because somebody apparently spilled coffee. And I was like, I was mad. Because the person who was fixing it insinuated that one of us did it. And I was like, I swear to God, if you effing try to blame me one more time, I had nothing to do with it. There are other shows. And I was mad because it triggers something in you. It feels like they're blaming you for something. I think that's what it is. Uh, Okay, this one. Wait, you might relate to this one. I didn't want to sell our house and buy one we can't afford. (laughs) (laughs) Or how about uh, there was traffic? That's it. She got mad at him. How many times have you been in the car with your partner and you're not the one driving and you're like, oh my God, this is driving. And you take it out on your partner because you're sick of sitting there. Okay. These are so relatable. I was limping too loudly after spraining my ankle. Okay. So this one feels, this one hits a little close to home because I don't limp loudly, but apparently when I chew food with my mouth fully closed, it drives my husband crazy. Like there are certain times he doesn't care at all. And then certain times, it's like he wants to murder me. I'm like, what What do you expect me to do? I'm chewing food right now. We're eating and my mouth is closed. Oh, my God. I think it bothers him the most that I snack, though. I'm a snacker. Like, I'll snack on the couch. I'll snack in bed. And truth be told, there are some crumbs. But I think that's the part that actually bothers him. But he takes it out on my chewing, which yeah. is really just annoying. I hear that. Okay, I love this guy. I'm following him immediately. And also, I feel less bad about the fights that me and Lisa get into. Apparently, they're very I, normal. Well, they're very common. Like the one where he had to apologize to his wife because I ruined the couch by sitting on it. Ah, I love that song. BTS, one of their biggest hits, Dynamite, uh, and that came out a couple years ago. It was all over the place. Their recent hit, Butter, is still, uh, you know, taking up the airwaves. Another number one. I think they had number one, like six number one singles 
uh, for a K-pop group, it's unheard of. Amazing. Uh, but they're not going to have another number one for quite a while, Michaela. What's going on? Okay, so this is crazy, and I, I think it puts so much in perspective how uh, lucky we are to be in the U.S. The members of K-pop band BTS will serve their mandatory military duties under South Korean law. Their management company said Monday, effectively ending a debate on exempting them because of their artistic accomplishments. Big Hit Music said the band's oldest member, Jin, 29, will revoke his request to delay his conscription at the end of the month and undertake the required conscription steps. The six other members also plan to serve in the military according to the company's notice to financial regulators, which it described as management-related information that could possibly affect investment decisions. Now, under South Korean law, most able-bodied men under the age of 30 must perform between 18 to 21 months of military service, mainly because the country remains technically at war with nuclear-armed North Korea. Big Hit issued another statement on Twitter saying the company and BTS members are looking forward to reconvening as a group again around 2025 following their service commitment. Wow, could you imagine being these global pop stars Mm -hmm. and then humbled so quickly to go to war? They've been sort of dealing with this for years and Jin is, I believe, the oldest member at 29, so that's why it's kind of come to a head right now. They're like, I think they've tried to make as much money and have as much success as they can for as long as they can, and now they're stuck and it makes sense for them to all do it at once because you don't want one at the time to go away for a year and a half. Right. Then, then you don't have, they have seven members in their group, right? Um, it's interesting, though, that South Korea has given exemptions uh, from military service to some like Olympic athletes in the past, also to classical musicians, but not to pop stars. They don't qualify. So if you did classical music, maybe they should have released a classical album. Yeah. That could have been their way out. Yeah. Everything they do, everything they touch turns to gold. I've interviewed them many times. These guys are so good and they're just so kind and fun and always ready to play. And I was looking at their TikTok the other day and every single TikTok they put up has like 30, 40 million views. Everything. Oh, their fan base is huge. But, you know, I think what it'll end up doing is just earn them even more love and respect. A thousand percent. I mean, come on. That's major. I just hope that they are actually, because the K-pop machine historically hasn't been the greatest for young people. You put them in there. You make them all this money, but they can't spend any of it because they're stuck in performance mode for a decade, and they're sort of tossed aside. BTS has broken the mold, though, and I hope that continues. I hope they get to come back and have some more autonomy over their careers uh, later in their career. I'm friends with their former publicist and and their manager, and the, the pace at which they work is just breakneck. I've never seen anybody work as hard as these guys. So the military for them might be like a break. Yeah. Actually, it might be kind of nice to get some peace and quiet for a little bit, if you can imagine that. All right, coming up, not everyone is on board with the word queer, and one gay actor hates it so much, he's now calling himself straight. We'll talk about it next. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. That's right. We'll do it one more time. One more hour of The Morning Beat today. Please stick around for all of it, please, and thank you. We appreciate you. Amen, sister. Coming up here in about 15 minutes, uh, an out and proud gay actor who's been with his partner for over 30 years, 
is now saying I'm straight. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. So just the other day in a podcast, former President Barack Obama talked about Democrats and the problem with Democrats these days is that we're a buzzkill that we get. We're so we're so caught up on being woke and getting terms right and saying the right thing all the time that we turn into a buzzkill. I literally hear that deeply. Well, he said that his wife, Michelle, describes it as, listen, say you're going to Spain and you want to be respectful of the culture, and you're learning Spanish. You're going to get some of the words wrong sometimes. Do you cancel that person? Or do you say, hey, I appreciate that you're trying, and you'll do better next time? Listen. And when he, when he put it that way, I was like, okay. If you if you take that same logic and put it on to like pronouns, right? And these conversations we're having within the liberal movement right now in the queer community, um, it, it, it's very relatable, and I understand exactly what they're saying. Uh, and one person who maybe also agrees is David Sedaris, uh, the out and proud um, actor and writer and comedian, uh, is is not a fan of the word queer. Take a listen. I never liked the term coming out. Still, I did it. That was back in the 1970s. Now I'm having to do it all over again. I'm 65 years old. I've been with the same guy for 31 years. And on this day, I am announcing to the world that I am straight. I haven't met anyone else, haven't fallen in love with a woman. I'm simply done fighting the term queer. What bothers me is not that it used to be a slur. I just don't see why I have to be rebranded for the fourth time in my life. I started as a homosexual, became gay, then LGBT, and now queer. And for what? Why the makeovers? And what will it be next? But why not just say, I'm intersex, I'm trans, I'm a lesbian, etc. Why do we need an ever-changing umbrella? Is it just to make the parades easier? It no longer matters what you are in practice, just how you identify. I'm going with heterosexual because, like the words Jewish or female, it rarely, if ever, changes. I need a resting place, and this is as good a one as any. So from here on out, I'm as straight as I come, but with a boyfriend. You know, hearing all this audio, I feel like I get it deeply. To your point with, you know, going to Spain and speaking Spanish and trying to learn it, I went back and forth on this song on my album that's in Spanish because I was like, I don't want to get canceled. Mm -hmm. I have the opportunity of really getting canceled because I don't speak Spanish. But for me, it was like really a tribute to the culture and a tribute to Catholicism with it coming, you know, um, in Latin. And then finally, I I just did put it on the album and I could get canceled. Who knows? Listen, nothing warms the heart more than the Spanish Inquisition. Catholics. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But I... It, it was something that I wanted to do. And, and with all due respect, and I, and I do, hearing to this point, like, I, I feel like we've had to all as a community go in and out and explain. You know, my, yeah. my youngest uh, sister, because she's okay with her, they pronouns, it told me that she's a non-binary bisexual. And I'm like, oh, amazing. Uh, like, what does that okay. mean to you? You know, yeah. like it's just we have we've gone through a lot, and I, 
I didn't hear this at first this morning, but listening to it now, I do understand his point. Well, it's interesting because so many people are trying to be so woke and try to create new terms for everybody to feel comfortable and safe. And, and I'm all for that. I don't care who or how anybody identifies. Don't care. I don't care. And I don't say I don't care like I don't care. I mean, I don't care like, Whoever go ahead, you want to be. live your life. I'm fine with it. And yeah. I'll love you and support you. Just tell me to who you want to be and I will support that. But I do think we get so buried in the minutia of worrying about pronouns and worrying about offending people and worrying about getting canceled all the time that we're not actually focusing on the bigger issues that affect all of us, right? Because here's the thing. While I support it, it's also a privilege to live in a place where we're like talking about pronouns, right? Some parts of the world, they can't even imagine that sort of freedom. Babe, there are two women Mm -hmm. literally in prison right now in Iran for holding hands, being lesbians. Of course. And they're begging that they don't kill them while they're fighting for women's rights. Now, can we walk and chew gum at the same time? Can we tackle pronouns and also like, uh, you know, get rights for people around the world? Sure. Of course. In an ideal world, that's great. But um, I think I think what what he is trying to do is what David Sedaris is trying to do here uh, is just make a point and say, listen, it's gotten absurd because so what's really confusing to me is that we want to make the argument that there is not a binary, that there never has been. It's not one or the other. It's, right. it's a, a vast range of things. Then why do we require everyone to come out as something, as gay or straight, as male or female or in the middle? Like, Why do we need to put labels on everybody? Because labels inherently are are this or that, which is what a binary is. Well, and also, and I say this with so much respect, um, I do believe that everybody, even if you identify more as female, like there's such a strong both male and female inside of us. It's our body parts. It's how we're created. Sure. We need it. Sure. Like the strengths and the and the femininity of, of it all. And so I I feel like um, we're getting distracted. Yeah, and I, I listen. If this is the the growing pains that will get us to a point where we can all just look at each other as humans and respect each other, that's great, right? It's great. But I feel like we get bogged down so often. And so as as sort of off-putting as this audio is, uh, I, I get it because David Sedaris is saying, listen, I've had to come out so many times in my life. Can I just stop coming out and just rest here? Can I just be this person? And can yeah. you accept me as, as this human, period? That's well, it. to make this one point that we did not, I did not make. Uh, One Twitter user said, I understand his concept, not his outcome. Words matter, labels too. Sure, they evolve and change. I think that's the very basis of growth too. This, however, to me is a disservice to all who struggle with correct terms and identity. So there's going to be both sides. Of course. But I don't think it's, I don't think it comes down to those who struggle with it. I think it comes down to those who are unwilling to acknowledge that it even exists. Right? Because, I struggle with getting pronouns right sometimes. That doesn't mean my intention isn't good. I think the, the the issue is people who have ill intent who do not want to respect others, period. Yeah, They'll find course. a reason all day, every day, whether it's your sexuality or your gender or whatever it is, the way that you brush your hair. They'll find a reason to hate you, right? That's a different category. They always do. It's a different category of person. I think for those, by and large, people want to support people. Yeah. They just are so afraid to get it wrong right now because that, we're not no creating safe spaces for people to grow. Absolutely. So I, I so I I understand them. I'm with them on that point. Yeah. Tell me something good. 
You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to join the band in elementary school so bad. I wanted to learn how to play the saxophone because I think it seemed cool. And I remember being a little bit older and seeing Bill Clinton play the saxophone on Arsenio Hall and being like, that's the most awesome, awesome instrument ever. Yes. Well, a man, apparently in Italy, uh, was awake and playing the saxophone through his entire nine-hour brain tumor surgery. These doctors in Italy had successfully performed a highly complex nine-hour brain surgery on a man while he was awake playing the saxophone. Not only that, though, but the patient reported feeling tranquility during the surgery and only spent a few days in the hospital afterwards uh, before he was discharged. 35-year-old patient had a brain tumor removed. Now, they do this sometimes. uh, It's called an awake surgery. Uh, and patients are not put under general anesthesia so that uh, their, their brains need to be active to stay safe during the surgery. That's insane. And for doctors to be able to pinpoint what exactly they're working on. They actually did this on an episode of Grey's Anatomy a moment uh, a few years back. But uh, take a listen to the man's uh, talents as he was being, uh, as surgery is being performed on his brain. This is what he was doing. <laughs> My dad, actually, the only nice thing I can say usually about him is one of the most incredible saxophone players. Mm. And my grandfather actually played behind Billie Holiday. No. And because he was Jewish, they had to walk through the back together. And I, that's insane to me that playing the saxophone for nine hours during brain surgery would be the thing that helped keep their brain together. It's it's insane to me that your grandfather played backup for... Billie Holiday. I, isn't that I crazy? just found that out. Isn't that weird? That's really that cool. was sort of why I sing Billie Holiday on American Idol to Aww. sort of honor him. Yeah. That is very sweet. Okay, this story's crazy. We've been talking about, okay, I can't stop talking about BravoCon. Anybody that will listen, after 10 a.m. and I've had a nap, it's all I've been talking about. Did you see about. the fight about with Teresa and, and Melissa and the, and the, and the, in the was the lobby of the hotel because Jennifer, Jennifer Aiden, Aiden threw that oh, drink. Jennifer Aiden threw the drink. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all crazy. Psychos. Yeah. Okay. Well, they did introduce the new Housewives of New York, and Jenna Lyons, the New York City fashion designer, who was famously outed by the New York Post over a decade ago, will join the cast of the Real Housewives of New York City. Uh, with a notable LGBTQ fan base, the Bravo franchise has featured many queer people, and this will now include Jenna Lyons. Uh, she spent nearly three decades at J. Crew, and as an executive, tried her hand at retrofitting the retailer to a rapidly changing consumer and influencer economy. Uh, the New York Times called her the woman who dresses America, uh, but it got pretty crazy for her because they also outed her while she was admitted divorce with a young child. And so we'll probably hear all of that too. She's got a really large LGBTQ fan base. Um, and I'm excited to hear her story. I am too. I'm kind of excited about this new cast. Me too. They have a spinoff with Luann and, Ramo- and Sonia. They're going to uh, a lake called Crappie Lake in Illinois and oh trying to help spruce the town up. So they're sending the, the older ladies. Is it ladies. like the simple life? Yes. They're sending the older ladies out to pastor and giving them spinoffs while they start a whole new franchise here. <laughs> oh my God. Well, did you see um, Joe Gorga was asked to, he would F marry or kill when it came to Lala, Erica, uh, and Sonia? No, not again. He said F Lala, marry Erica, and kill Sonia. Yeah. 
Sonia's wild. She's wild. Too much. But I love her. Yeah. She kind of looks like Barbara Streisand. She has interns all the time. What does she need them for? Who knows? Yeah. All right, as always, thank you for listening to our show. We have a great show for you tomorrow. Make sure you stick around for Loveline. Uh, we're talking alcohol and harm reduction. Uh, you'll want to stick around for that, and then we'll see you tomorrow.